Welcome to Paradigm Shift, the podcast about the intersection of business and law. By changing yourself, you can change your business. Now, here's your host, Christina Martini. Welcome to Paradigm Shift. My name is Christina Martini, and I am your host as we explore the intersection of business and law. In today's episode, we are going to continue our exploration of talent management in the law. From the time that a law student interns with a law firm as a summer associate, the time that they are onboarded as a new associate and beyond, what are the challenges with recruiting today's young legal talent? And what are some tips for law students, new lawyers, and employers to make the most of recruiting in today's legal environment? Joining me in this conversation is Grover Cleveland who is a Seattle lawyer and speaker and the author of the best-selling career advice book for new lawyers, Swimming Lessons for Baby Sharks, The Essential Guide to Thriving as a New Lawyer, published by West. Grover is passionate about helping new lawyers thrive. He is a regular speaker on career success for law students and new lawyers, including presentations and seminars at law firms of all sizes, at various bar association national conferences, and at law schools, including Harvard. His presentations cover the practical skills new graduates need to become better lawyers faster and to provide more value to clients. A recognized expert on new lawyer success, Grover is also a frequent contributor to national legal publications. His career column, Swimming Lessons for Baby Sharks, Practical Advice for New Lawyers, appears in prominent law blogs, including Above the Law and Ms. J.D. His articles have also appeared in ABA, NALP, and other legal publications, as well as American Lawyer Media's Careerist blog. Grover was a summer associate, associate, and a partner at Foster Pepper, one of the Northwest's larger law firms. His clients included the Seattle Seahawks, as well as other companies owned by Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen. A lawyer for more than 20 years, Grover has overseen the work of other lawyers in all stages of practice. He has also been the client to outside counsel. This broad range of experience gives him a unique perspective on the skills new lawyers need to succeed. And for those of you who are wondering, Grover is not related to the 22nd and 24th president of the United States. Grover, it is an honor to welcome you to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Tina. It's great to be doing this. You are so passionate about new lawyer success, and and that's obviously a passion that we share. So I appreciate the opportunity. Anytime. So I can't wait to get our conversation going. So why don't we kick things off by you sharing with our listeners, what made you decide to take your career in a different direction? You clearly were very successful as a lawyer and practicing law at a large law firm in the Northwest, what made you decide to shift gears to devote your career to helping young lawyers succeed? And how long have you been doing this work? Well, we have to quickly go back in the way back machine. I was an English major in college, and it was always on my life list to write a book. And I graduated from college in a recession, and I did what? many of my fellow graduates did. And I took 
six weeks and went to Europe. So I came back, I had no job, no car, and no place to live. And I decided one day that I was going to solve one of those problems. And so sight unseen, I signed up to live in as a housemate as in someone's apartment. And a few weeks after I lived there, they literally had an exorcism in the apartment while I was there. And I thought, wow, wow. (laughs) Yes. I thought, I've got my topic for my book. This, no one will believe this. And the police came, the neighbors complained. It was crazy. I moved out. And so I started writing this book about the transition from college to real life. And then I ended up deciding to go to law school and law school intervened and that project went by the wayside. But when I started practicing law, I found that my transition from law school was fairly abrupt and I didn't really understand what I was supposed to do. And so I started taking notes very, very early on in my career. And I took notes as I mentored more senior lawyers. And finally, I got to the point I thought, I just need to write this book. And so I left the practice, wrote the book, and then the speaking and consulting just grew organically after that. And the first edition came out in 2010. And so I've been working with the consulting since that time. That's terrific. So are we ever going to see that exorcism book? I don't think so. I think (laughs) I've gotten rid of all those notes, but it it was pretty crazy. That's pretty funny. So you clearly are doing very important work. And as you mentioned a couple minutes ago, we shared the passion of the, on the recruiting end, just trying to figure out the best ways for organizations. And in my case, it's my law firm, trying to figure out the best ways to recruit and retain talent in the legal field. And so high level, what do you think are the biggest challenges that are facing today's law students and young lawyers as they seek a legal education and try to figure out what is next for them in terms of a career. What do you think are their biggest challenges in trying to be successful in the legal profession? Well, the way I like to put it is the runway is really shorter for new lawyer success. When I joined the firm, the expectation was that you didn't really need to know what you were doing for several years in and clients paid for training without complaining. And post-recession, that's all different. There are more requirements for new lawyers. Lawyers are now much earlier expected to start networking, building their professional networks, learning about clients. And so there's not only more for new lawyers to do, they have to do it more quickly. And there are a number of reasons for that. Demand is flatter. So competition among law firms is greater. I just bought a new refrigerator and I opened it up and I saw this notice that said, by using the refrigerator, I was agreeing not to sue the manufacturer. So (laughs) companies have done lots of things to stay out of court and limit their need for lawyers. So there's increased competition. How do you think law schools are doing in terms of preparing law students for what has become the new normal and what everyone is calling the new normal? Law firms are doing much more than they used to, but it's still 
difficult with declining admissions to add new programs. Now, finally, post-recession, we're seeing some increases in admissions. And so law school budgets are somewhat more robust. But one of the challenges during the recession was that at the very time that schools needed to be adding programs to teach practical skills, their revenues were dropping. And a number of schools are doing a number of different things that some schools even have classes on the business of of practicing law. And I highly recommend that for new law students. But schools still have to teach the substantive aspects. And to a great extent, you do need to learn the practical skills on the job. And so I completely agree with you. And I think a lot of it is you can't really teach somebody what it's going to be like in a law firm environment. You can give them the substantive knowledge of various areas of law. And you can, as a number of schools have started to do, start having classes and things like the business of law, as well as emotional intelligence-based classes so that there is a maturity and a sophistication when it comes to the client service aspects to at least give students an idea of what they're in for. But I agree with you that I think that it's a tough thing to fully prepare folks for. And so as a segue into my next question, which is high level, what do you think are the biggest challenges facing law firms and other legal employers in being able to successfully recruit, retain, and promote today's young lawyers? Well, again, I think that one of the issues is that the landscape has changed. And now we've got global law firms with global clients, and the demands are greater on lawyers than ever before. At the same time, you've got two, generally, if if you've got two spouses, they're both working at all-in jobs. And that hasn't been the situation in the past for, or at least when I started many decades ago. I interviewed Katie Larkin-Wong, who's a very successful big law associate. She just had a child. Her husband works at Google. And we were talking about all the things that she has to juggle. She even uses an app that connects her with her husband and their caretaker to make it all work. And so the structure of law firms with needing associates to be all in is is one of the challenges. But it also is one of the things that makes uh, law exciting. I agree with you. You know, I think that, you know, what's interesting is, you know, with your answer, you kind of touched on something I was going to ask you for just very high level, just ask you the following, which is this generation of, of attorneys that are now being recruited. A lot of people write and speak about the millennial generation and the pros and cons of trying to recruit from this generation. I mean, I think that it's tough to generalize across a whole generation, but I, and I think that the millennials bring a ton to the table. What do you think in the context of the law firm structure, you just touched upon, you know, the way that folks have decided to live their lives and their very personal choices needing things like apps to try to make their their lives work. Do you care to elaborate on any other challenges that law firms are facing? 
for example, from an attitudinal perspective among this generation that is currently being recruited? Well, one of the issues is that a lot of students who enter law firms don't understand what the expectations are. And part of the reason is that they may never have worked a professional job before. Another reason is that during the recruiting process, there may be a disconnect between the communication about the actual expectations of the law firm and what the you know the recruits are told. Law firms are trying to recruit. And so they want the new lawyer or the recent graduate to to join the firm. And so sometimes, you know, there is a disconnect about the expectations, uh, what it means to work in a global practice where you have to be sometimes available for a client on another continent uh, during the time that you would normally be asleep. So there are a, a lot of issues relate to the expectations and communicating those. That's a great segue in, into my next question, which is, you know, you had said that sometimes there's a disconnect in terms of the law firms communicating what is necessary in the job, particularly when folks start full-time and what a summer program or an internship, which is the, the term that's often used in the business context, there's often a disconnect between what is demonstrated to a student in the context of their summer internship or summer program and what is actually required full-time when, this, when, the son, when the student graduates and starts with the firm. In your experience, how much of the success of a new lawyer is attributed to being recruited, I guess, properly from the outset, meaning that the firm did a good job of making sure there's alignment between the skill set and interests of the student and what the firm long-term needs are to have a successful attorney and how much of the success is attributable to the training and everything that happens once the student starts full-time as an associate? Well, I think they're both related. It's, it's fundamental for people coming into a law firm to either understand the expectations and be willing to meet those expectations or learn them very quickly. The second issue is that new lawyers really need to find someone at the firm who's willing to invest in their career. And the best way to do that is by showing day in and day out that you understand the expectations of the firm, that you're willing to go the extra mile. And so if you do the things that people expect and you, quote, get it, then you'll get more investment uh, from new lawyers. So I, they're both related and they're both important. It's, you know, it's kind of like the question, which is more important, the people that you work with or the kind of work you do? And, and I, they're both very important. So that's a really great point. You know, one thing that we've talked about on the show before, and most recently the discussion was in the context of diversity and inclusion, the importance of mentors and sponsors and the differences between the two. I would love to just get your quick thoughts on mentoring programs, particularly in the context of law firms. And specifically, we all know, especially when a law student is in a summer program, 
And when that student becomes an associate and starts at the firm full-time, we all know that every firm, every organization likes to have a mentoring program so that when, once that person starts, they feel like they have someone to go to who can be the person who answers all the questions that the new attorney may have. There's been a lot of discussion and debate about whether assigned mentors really are helpful and the value of having somebody who is somewhat, I guess, you know, like you find your people when you're there and other people who may be more valuable than an assigned mentor. Do you care to comment on that? Oh, sure. I, th- I think assigned mentors are great as a fallback, but there may be situations where the assigned mentor is not the greatest at mentoring. The, there may not be a personality fit. There may not be an, a connection of personal interest. So I think it's critical for new lawyers to find mentors who are in the practice area that they are interested in and who are good at mentoring and want to invest in their careers. So, you know, and I encourage people who are starting out to try to find two or three mentors, because if, for example, your mentor leaves and uh, goes to another firm, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. You need to have a steady stream of work from two or three people who are willing to show you how they learn the law, you know, what changes they made to your document and why, and guide you along and ultimately advocate for you because you're making their lives easier. And that's where the switch can come from a mentor to sponsor, particularly if the mentor is high level at the firm. So do you have any tips for either law students who are in a summer program or new attorneys? Like maybe if you could just share a couple of tips about what not to do in the context of a mentoring relationship, that would be great. One thing that comes to mind is not to let it languish, to make sure you take full advantage of it. And I sometimes hear that it's uncomfortable for new lawyers and law students, new lawyers to you know, seek out their mentor, set up regular appointments and things like that because they understand the mentor may be busy. But that is very important, and you will only get out of it what you put into it. So I really encourage people to uh, take advantage of it and also to realize that it's a two-way street. The more that you make the senior lawyer's life easier, the more you're willing to sacrifice, the more the senior lawyer is likely to invest in you. I did a summer associate program last year, and I like to pair with a partner. So there's a discussion. And the partner told the story of how decades ago, a lawyer walked by late at night who was not in the practice group, a a group of lawyers that was working on a deal. Someone that this partner didn't even know walked up and said, is there something I can help you with? You all are working really late and you seem to be working really hard. He remembered that 20 years later and shared it with the summer associates. That's really cool. So. Switching gears a little bit as we're, our time is flying by here, so we only have time for a couple more questions. What would you say are, are some things that law firms and legal employers do well, 
particularly in the context of legal recruiting and professional development, particularly at the early stages of an attorney's career? And what are some things that you think they need to do a better job with? I think firms and legal employers do a great job of identifying really smart and personable law students. Generally, the people I work with at firms are brilliant, they're energetic, they're eager, and they're incredibly, incredibly smart. So I think overall, uh, law firms do an amazing job with recruiting people. One thing that more and more law firms are doing is moving to individual coaching. And again, this gets back to the fact that the runway is shorter, so more intensive individualized focus on particular issues for particular lawyers. Now, this is quite expensive. And so it hasn't taken off everywhere as, as, it, as it might, but um, that's, that's a trend. Another issue that law firms are working on is uh, providing feedback more frequently. And this is a huge issue you mentioned the generational issues. This generation wants regular, constant feedback. And with as busy as law firms are, sometimes that doesn't happen. So firms are working on ways to try to uh, get feedback to junior lawyers more quickly. And of course, the flip side of that is junior lawyers have to uh, incorporate that and uh, heed it and make sure they don't make a mistake again, or, you know, continue to advance the work in the way that they were suggested. I think that that's a really important point. And I would add that when you are particularly interested and make it known that you really want frequent feedback, you also have to just have a great attitude and be very receptive to constructive criticism. And I've noticed in my own experience, there have been some attorneys I've worked with over the years who are very good at not only demonstrating that they have the right attitude when receiving constructive feedback, but that they also do a great job of incorporating it real time into their work going forward. But I've also seen the opposite where people say they really want feedback, they really want feedback, but then They either don't really listen to what the feedback is because you keep seeing the same mistakes over and over again afterwards. And sometimes they have a really bad attitude when they get the feedback. It's as if all they're really interested in hearing is that they're doing a great job and they don't want to hear how they can do things better. And so I agree with you that it has to be a two-way street. And I also want to just address something you mentioned about the recruiting aspects of what law firms do. And I completely agree with you that when it comes to identifying really smart and personable people, I think that law firms do a great job. What I think is trickier sometimes, and that's why I think we've seen an uptick in things like behavioral interviewing, is that sometimes while you may have a very smart and personable person in front of you, at the end of the day, there are sometimes indicia that they are not going to be a good fit long-term for the organization. And Grover, I wasn't sure if you wanted to elaborate on that real quick about how you may have a very smart and personable person in front of you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're a good long-term fit for the firm. Yes, I think that's a great point. And I hear from law firms all the time that they're stunned at how short of a time some lawyers stay. I've heard situations in which 
new lawyers have left after a month. And I think that's a huge, huge mistake. I really think that you cannot give an organization a fair shake unless you've stayed at least a year. And one thing about large law firms in particular is that people's experiences can be vastly different based on the area of practice they're working in, the people they're working with, you know, whether they've had a positive attitude and taken initiative to seek out a mentor. All of those things can go a long way in making the experience better. And you know, to leave so early seems like a, a, a major mistake to me. I, I don't know why people obviously have their reasons, but I do hear that quite a number of junior lawyers leave earlier than the firm expects. And I think that's a mistake. Grover, those are great points. And so this leads into our last question for this segment, which is what are some of the biggest mistakes that law students and young lawyers make while on the job? And what can they do to stand out in a more positive way? Well, I would say high level, it's not thinking about the impact of their words and actions on other people. And that can play out in a number of contexts. But junior lawyers and summer associates in particular really need to think about you know, putting themselves in the shoes of the other person and the impression that they're making. Uh, how can they stand out? One of the best ways is to show that they're very enthusiastic about working for the firm and that they understand the business aspects of practicing law. Terrific advice. I have really had so much fun with our first part of our discussion, and I've learned a lot, as I always do when we talk. Do you have any additional tips or final thoughts you'd like to share, and where can our listeners find you? My email address is grover at lessonsforsharks.com, and I just encourage new lawyers to give it your all because it's a fascinating, challenging profession, and you will get out of it what you put into it. And do you have a website that folks can check out? Yes, lessonsforsharks.com. And I have columns and resources and videos and other information there for new lawyer success. That's terrific. Thanks so much, Grover. And we will uh, pick up this discussion in our next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Paradigm Shift. I hope that you've enjoyed laying the groundwork about talent management with Grover Cleveland. In our next episode, we will continue our conversation with Grover, including drilling down on some specific tips on how law students, young lawyers, and employers can help lawyers make the most of the recruiting and retention process in today's environment. We hope that you will join us. I am your host, Christina Martini. Please look for our weekly episodes every Tuesday. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please visit us at www.paradigmshiftshow.com. We would love to hear from you. Please look for new episodes of Paradigm Shift every Tuesday.